Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. Welcome to a new episode of the Radical Broccoli podcast. It's me, Annette. And Suzanne. And we are so ready for you to tune in and dive into this episode. Oh my gosh, it's such a good book. If it's the first time you're listening today, this podcast is all about discovering who you are, feeling good, really meeting our fears, Mm. diving through our limitations. It's about spirituality, wellness, community, and how... Happiness health, happiness, and how we can show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. Yes. Simply put. (laughs) Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So today we have, yeah, a really good episode. I um, feel like personally I got a lot out of it, as you might hear (laughs) in the episode, but I will say that after we recorded this, I felt a huge shift. Hmm. So... um, a little therapy session. A little, it was. It healing was for session. Me. Yeah. It was such a cool conversation. We talked with Ben Harris, who is the fear guy on Instagram. You've probably seen him. If you still haven't, then you're going to be happy when you, you find his profile and his work. And he's a fear alchemist and an intuitive guide. And what we found so fascinating with Ben is that he read a book that inspired him to follow everything he was scared of in his life and that just took him on such an incredible journey Mm. to where he is now teaching people how to go through their fears and how to alchemize them which basically means like transform them into love and i found it so interesting how he said that fear often leads us to our purpose Mm. and it's so fascinating to think of how much we avoid fear we almost stop ourselves from living just to avoid the feeling of fear yeah when we actually can choose to feel the fear go through with it and overcome it and life on the other side is quite magical so if you feel like this is you this is your episode Mm. we get so many good aha moments reflections yeah uh, really like turning points where we can learn how to dive into fear a whole new perspective on fear Mm -hmm. so we went into the fear of rest and relaxation perfection um the fear of not being loved the fear of money huge topic really juicy one yeah I feel like we have to invite Ben back also. Yeah, I also wanted to talk to Ben with lots of other things like intimacy and how to create a relationship because that's a place where we have so much fear. (laughs) Maybe not all of us, but some of us too. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know if you have any questions and you can find all the links to Ben in the show notes. 
And as always, we would appreciate hearing from you. Mm. If you had any hard moments, uh, leave a review and share the episode on social media. We love seeing you tag us in the stories when you're out for a walk, listening to the podcast or wherever you're enjoying it. And that just really warms our hearts. Oh, it seriously does. And share it with someone who you feel might benefit from it. That's all we want. It's <laughs> people to feel better and yeah that's our goal that's our goal our goal is to feel good and make you feel good mm. so enjoy the episode enjoy hello ben and welcome to our podcast thank you so much for having me i appreciate you both for having me and like seriously you you guys are beaming oh <laughs> thank, thank you, you. It's super fun to have you here. And we've been all over your Instagram, your podcasts, your podcast you've been guests in and just like mm. taking it all in. And it's such valuable information. So yeah, we want to hear all about you. So if you first, they can tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> For sure. I mean, what do you want to hear? Just I know you guys have questions that's like not normal questions. Like, what do you really want to know? What do we really want to know? We want to know how you ended up talking about fear. Cool. Because, there you go. Yeah. That is probably the one thing people shy away from and you go mm -hmm. right into it. And it's like your main work. Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly, well, I didn't know why that's what I was doing when I stepped into it, but that's now I know that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because exactly what you said mm. of it's the thing that people shy away from the most because the emotion or the energy or what the whatever you want to call it is that's its natural function is to literally keep you away from it. Mm -hmm. So nothing is wrong for anyone for steering clear because that's what it's designed to do is like, nope, I'm not going there. I'm avoiding resisting everything. But how I came into it, it was... I mean, so many different moments. It's not just like one thing. I believe like I've been prepared for this in so many different ways. And but I still made choices for my own free will to embrace that. And so one of the first moments, what happened is when I was 19. So when I was 19 at this time, I was very I just started to get really interested into music, into hip hop music. And so me and my friend started rapping and at 19, so I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah in the US. And my friend gave me this book. It's on my shelf. It's called The 50th Law. Mm. And have you guys heard of The 48 Laws of Power? No. So it's a book by Robert Greene. Do you know Ryan Holiday? Mm -mm. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, so Robert Greene is Ryan Holiday's mentor. Okay. And holidays is all about like stoicism and rubber green. So the 48 laws of power, it's all about how power and control and manipulation. So it's like, yes, how to use it, but also how to recognize when it's being used against you. Ooh. Long story short is um, this book was published a, a long time ago. And then the 50th law is a sequel with the rapper 50 cent. Mm. So yeah. And so for me being like getting into rap, it was perfect. And it just came out around my 19th birthday. So my friend gave me this book and essentially it's all about being fearless. Wow. And so I had a natural tendency already, 
like if you look in, I know you guys are into like human design. So if you look in my human design chart is like, I'm built differently. Like I don't feel fear in the same way other people do. Mm-hmm. So I know I have natural tendencies for that. And then once I saw this book and I read it, it just clicked for me. I was like, okay. And then I am now going to do everything I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. So I now use fear as my compass. And at the time, right, it wasn't like, because I want to teach people about it. It was just like, I know that's the answer for me. And like, that's what feels good. And that's how I want to be great. I've always wanted to be great. So I just took that and we started like, we started going downtown into the city and freestyle, freestyle rapping for people. And we were terrified. Like we weren't good at all, but we knew that's what we needed to do. And so we just started asking people, Hey, can we rap for you? Hey, give us a topic. And I was sweating. Like it was in the middle of the winter, freezing. But like I knew for whatever reason, like even though I was terrified of it, like I was drawn to it at the same time. And so through that, I just started like in college. I remember I made a goal to be the first one to raise my hand because I was scared of it. I would be the first one to volunteer to speak because I wanted to get better at public speaking. Um, at work, I would do the same thing of like, I would volunteer for things because I didn't want to do them because I was afraid of doing them. And I would volunteer for having difficult conversations with employees um, once I was in management because it scared me. Mm. So I just started like just seeking everything I was afraid of. Um, And that's led to so many different things. And then with fear specifically, um, believe it or not, is it found me. We found each other. We found each other. (laughs) Um, Our our amazing love story of fear. (laughs) But uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, so I did a retreat. Mm. Um, My very first in-person retreat was the beginning of March 2020. And long story short, there's crazy events that even led me to that, that relate with fear. But um, with the retreat specifically, I booked five teachers to come to come teach because I'd never done a retreat before, but I was hosting one because I wanted to attend one and not just because I was like, I wanted to attend something that I wanted to attend. And so I was just putting together what felt good. And then one by one, three people dropped off. And so that gave me the opportunity to teach a workshop. And I didn't know what I was going to teach when I went in, but I went in knowing it was about fear. Mm -hmm. And so I just led a workshop about fear and then I went home and at this time I was traveling across the country because I had just left. Um, So I went to the East coast of the U S for a job. I was recruited over there and then eventually I quit that job to do my own thing. And then I was leaving. um, I was driving across the country, not knowing where I was going to go. And then like at that exact same time as when the pandemic happened. And so I was at my mom's and she helped me figure out, I was like, fear is my thing. And I remember sitting on this Amazon mattress in my mom's office, like meditate. I was meditating, but I, how I'm guided is I just ask like yes or no questions, like straightforward questions. Um, and I just asked like, am I on the right path? Mm-hmm. And immediately like, like I just got like these just crazy chills like through me, like, and it was it's those type of feelings and chills and waves of them that you just can't deny. Mm-hmm. So that was enough for me. I was like, yep, I'm here. So I rebranded every, my business, my podcast, my entire direction. 
Um, and then that's when from the outside, I mean, it definitely took off from there. Mm. Of, of course, there's always, you know, quote unquote bumps along the road, but yeah. that's from there. And then that's allowed me to study. Like I still view it like I'm just studying. So the pandemic definitely opened people to having more discussions about fear and seeking it out. Mm. And so literally perfect timing for me to discover that so I could learn with people more about fear. Wow. That is a lot to unpack, but such an amazing story. And I feel like it also just shows that when you're in alignment with what you're supposed to do, like it goes fast. You just, I can't believe it's been that short of a time you've been doing this. I thought it was much longer. No. Yes. I mean, and it completely, it evolves so much. Like I don't really stick with one thing, meaning one offering, you know, it's like, I'm literally, I'm like how I view it is, I've said this, but I know people really like it. It's like, I know I'm just in an internship. So like, I'm just, I'm picking things. Well, I'm really being guided Hmm. to like, okay, now do a course about this, do an event about this, do this. Because I'm just, I'm really, there's so many layers and levels to it. Yeah. Um, And of course I know it, how it feels myself. And I still don't even really know, like I've even gone so much deeper with my own relationship with fear, but with others specifically, um, just so many different avenues. And so, yeah, like it's new, but it's really not new and it's still just ever evolving. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I have a few questions on some things that you said. Firstly, I'm really curious about the human design part mm-hmm. and in which part of your journey did you discover that you had a different capacity of experiencing fear than what's common? So, um, so first off, it's me, right? So, what is easy and natural to isn't to others, but it's same with you two and everyone listening. Is what comes natural and easy to us, we don't appreciate because of that. Hmm. So it's the same thing with me, right? It's just like I think it's normal, yeah, <laughs> but it's not, right? Same thing. Everyone can relate to like something that's easy for you, you think is normal, but it's actually difficult for other other people. And so for me, I'm like, I definitely have a lot of empathy for people, um, which helps me see them and make them feel safe and just let them be safe. Um, but at the same time, I remember moments, especially like in the corporate world, I'm like, just freaking do it. Like, what's your problem? Like, but really what helped me even through my years of management, I realized I wasn't really helping people with goals. I was helping people like dissolve their fear because fear is between you and any goal. Yeah. And um, and that's why I was successful in those roles. But with human design specifically, it was probably May or June of 2020. So shortly after, just a few months um, after I rebranded and shifted directions mm-hmm. is I forget what it's called. And the reader at the time has told me and the Jenna Zoe has told me, I always forget, <laughs> but it's, but it's essentially to me, it was just confirmation. Yeah. I'm just thing. like, Oh, okay. This is why. And so yeah. it's, like, it's me. It's like, it's a gift. And that's um, what I'm supposed to do at least in this moment. Mm, but I've never heard anybody say it like that. And I actually recognize myself because I've also done that. For example, what you said in class, I attended like this school in London. I I felt like everybody spoke so good English and they were so academic, 
Mm. And I just said, you know, every single time you're going to raise your hand and ask the stupid questions. And I'm like, who Whoa. dictated myself to do that? But I just had to. And the same with like volunteering and everything. So it's really interesting that that can be a thing that drives us. Yeah. And, but some people are absolutely terrified of that. Yeah. <laughs> but was it that book that sparked that in you, that kind of challenge that you wanted to go on to do everything that scared you? Yeah. That was the thing that like just made sense to my brain. Yeah. yeah. Because I saw it was just like, oh, like that. It just made complete sense to me that like fear was the answer because what you're afraid of is, I mean, I'm wording it differently than my 19 year old self, <laughs> but it was like, now I know the answer, that's the answer to freedom. It's mm. like fear, like fear is the prerequisite to your freedom. So it's, um, I believe in following the fear because it's, and that could be misinterpreted because like, if, if you listen to fear, right, that means you're going to do things not in love. Yeah. But to me, it's like, if you follow the fear, it's revealing. It really is like, have you ever guys, have you ever seen people like old men at the beach, like mining or like their metal detectors? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I view it. Like, it's like you just, where your fear is, like that's the beep of the metal detector. Uh-huh. And so that's, there's a quote by Joseph Campbell. That's in my Instagram bio that um, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So it's literally the same thing as like, Fear is a compass and it's like, it's literally showing you who are you, what you are most terrified of, what you most desire, which is also your purpose. Wow. Oh, huh. Is, I haven't seen it like that before. Yeah, that's, that is huge. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you even start unpacking that? How do you know, <laughs> how do you know? Like you said, like we can act out of fear and we can act out of love. So sometimes it's like we do things out of fear, but how do we go through fear and use yeah. it in the way you describe it right now? How do we recognize and find the gold? Yeah. Ooh, and, and find the gold. Just give us that answer. You know? yeah. So the cool thing is, and so I'm a very nuanced person, meaning I see every type of truth because everything is true for someone at some point in time, mm. right? Is like depending what level and part of your path you're on. Um, but uh, for, and why I say that is because your act of fear is actually even a, an act of love because fear comes from a place of self-protection and self-protection is not an absence of love. Mm. Fear is actually, I believe fear is love in disguise because it's trying to protect you by saying, don't do this. You don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. And so there is a tinge of love to it, but which is even more why that's tricky because mm-hmm. it feels like the right thing to do. Um, and it's ultimately, I believe people know which one they're acting from, right? Is But one of my favorite questions is just, what would I do if fear didn't exist? Or who would I be if fear didn't exist? You'll immediately know. Yeah. You'll immediately know. I say that because the reason or the starting point of us starting Radical Broccoli was us having a conversation with that exact sentence. What would we do if we had no uh, fear? Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then we, the idea just like, it came, came. And we didn't know exactly how or what, but that was what we wanted. We wanted to have our own company, we wanted to have freedom. We wanted to have lots of fun and be entrepreneurs and just like get our message out in the world. 
and yeah, ask these questions basically. That was it was that was it. See, isn't that dope? So if you apply that to every area of your life, hmm. that is how you respond with love. Yeah. And that's also how you because you know, like as soon as you ask that question, you know what you're afraid of. Yeah. And then but then you imagine and feel into, well, truly who would I be? What would I do if there was no fear? Mm. Oh, so empowering. Mm-hmm. And like you guys have seen the evidence. And I know other people too. They're so once you start to see that evidence, it's just it builds and this momentum and this confidence of just like, well, why wouldn't I do that more? Mm. And it's still scary because you're doing new things. Yeah. And but it's you see the reward. And so it's very it incentivizes you to keep going. Mm. So part of it will be figuring out the fear and really like making it really concrete to ourselves what it is, because sometimes maybe it's so many fears at once that Mm. it's just a big chaos and fear and anxiety. Yeah. There's a lot of that for sure. Of just like overwhelm Yeah, and where people, that's a lot of what I personally do with clients is identifying and discovering the root Mm. because it's when you, because yeah, that's chaos. And so it's, mm. and I know this my, from my personal, it's hard to identify and sit with it when it's your own. Yeah. And like, I know that from personal experience, right? So it's like, uh, so to have the beautiful experience of like sitting with people and learning with people to like, to feel safe to be in that space because it is, because fear is very real, but it's also an illusion. Yeah. Mm. Like it really doesn't, like, what is it? Mm. Like, it's not tangible. No. It's it's literally telling you, it's a response telling you not to do something. It's not real because it hasn't happened. So it's actually, it's funny, like when you think about it is, why were you guys afraid of st- doing the podcast and bu- your business? Mm. Yeah, we were afraid of, or I can speak for myself, but I was massively afraid of failing of taking a new path that wouldn't work, of making a fool out of myself, of yeah. being broke, of not being loved, of being looked at as weird. There was so, mm. the list was so freaking long. <laughs> but looking through it and feeling how it would be if all of those fears were gone, that was, mm-hmm. that felt like freedom. Mm. Exactly. And what, like all of what you just mentioned, it's real because you believe it is. Yeah. But those things haven't happened. No. <laughs> right. And so that's the, but that that's the point of fear is to protect you and to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm. But when you realize like, oh, like this hasn't even happened. Mm. Like this isn't yeah. real. Like this failure hasn't happened. Mm. But at some point, right, in the past, I've felt like a failure or I haven't received love for something that I've wanted to do and loved. Mm. And so now it is to, it's protecting me to f- not feel that way again. Yeah. And what well, some of the things have happened, like growing so much, but that's yeah. also connected to personal growth and everything just like shifts, of course, your surroundings and who you're, who you hang out with. So that part maybe actually happened. And some days the feeling of not being successful still <laughs> says yeah. hello. Yeah. Right. And that's, I love it. So that's even another level, but has that even happened? <laughs> like meaning like not feeling successful but does that mean you, 
Is that true that you are not successful? Mm. No, I guess not. That hasn't been true. But it's, I find it funny that in the way the brain works is, for example, this morning, I just noticed my body was feeling so strange. And um, previously in a work, uh, more in corporate world, I um, experienced a lot of burnouts. And so I feel like it's almost ingrained in my body to have this almost hypersensitive alarm system of like, oh no, you're going into, you're overworking. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking, okay, it almost feels like I'm blocking myself completely and paralyzed with fear almost because the body remembers what happened. Mm-hmm. That is also- Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's- and it's, it's fascinating. So it was- So what happens so, with the body then? What happens with the body? Yeah, when we're when we when we live in that fear, what happens? I mean, in her case, what's going on? Well, I mean, right is it's it senses a threat, so it's like so, like biologically, neurologic, near I can't even say that word neurologically, like the part of your brain that senses fear is the amygdala, and so through um, cortisol, um, adrenaline, other st- stress hormones, basically it says, look out, you don't want this to happen again. Happen again is most simply is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And so like I've had experiences where my body's literally like shaking Mm. because it's um, not for things that I didn't even expect that were there, Mm. but it's so visceral that my body is just like like shaking and moving stuff and nothing is is wrong with that. Mm. But it's just, it's what you said, like the body really remembers like, which is so beautiful. A lot of people think that sucks and partially it does, but it's actually really beautiful mm-hmm. because the body is so intelligent. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. So anytime you respond in a way that's unhelpful, this goes back to like, well, I'm acting out of fear, not love. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Meaning you're doing exactly what your body's been designed to do and it's protecting you, which is amazing. Yeah. So you're, if anything is like, sweet, my body and brain is functioning, functioning <laughs> properly. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I want to make a different decision that's not based because this thing hasn't happened yet. Mm. But it's just telling you, it's like, yeah, you don't want to burn out again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds much better when you put it like that and you kind of realize what a huge mountain you can build up inside before you start to actually look at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, peek under what's really, really going on. So were you feeling, so you were feeling anxious because you don't want to work harder? Like you have a lot of things to do or what? Yeah, we're in this, I would say space right now where we're doing, it's a lot of like tasks, a lot of masculine energy uh, where mm-hmm. we're, we just launched a course and then we're launching another one. So we're like, it's a lot of long days where we're doing and Just you, those tasks, yeah. I yeah, so. you know when you're, you do it all. You, yeah, when you do it all yourself. Um, so, and it hasn't even been that hard, but it's almost like it just, um, yeah, that's what just it happened this morning. It's like even before it starts, it's like no, please don't drag mm. me here again. You almost passed out, didn't you? Yeah, I almost fainted. Oh. Um, <laughs> 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 Yeah. Hmm. But it's also, I don't know, because I was thinking, okay, I, maybe I'm actually afraid of asking 
for help for more people mm-hmm. to come on board our company. You know, there's a lot that could be under there as well. I don't know. Yeah, there's so many. This is definitely a trend. Mm-hmm. And this has been coming up more so with people that I've talked to. Is like they've burnt out and they don't want to do anything they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so fascinating. Like, and I've been asking questions and it it's it's this interesting, I'm not quite sure, like, but it's coming up for a reason of all these beautiful, like gifted people that know that this isn't what like my highest purpose is or what I'm supposed to do or doing tasks doesn't like light me up. Mm. And yeah, I mean, there could be so many different things, right? Is like people often procrastinate because they're afraid of the result, right? Or you, it could just be like, I'm afraid of asking for help. Mm. So it's, it's very individual. And that's why I don't like generalizing there are kind of general things, but I just actually finished like a group coaching course last night with a bunch of like coaches and creators and everyone, we were doing like a burning ceremony and everyone wrote down like their fears, beliefs and stories that they discovered and they're letting go. Mm-hmm. And like, they're all so different, but yet they're all still tied to like a similar route. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, like for you specifically. And it's, you almost fainted. Yeah. <laughs> and so isn't that interesting? You actually, the fear of burnout actually burns you out, <laughs> burns you out. Right. <laughs> and that's one thing I know that hap- fear does is fear does the exact thing that you don't want it to do. Mm. So your fear of burnout turns into a worry, which an overthinking and not doing, which burns you out mm. and makes you feel exhausted and stressed. So you faint. Wow. That's that's an interesting system. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it but is, right? The same yeah. thing with like, if you said failure, like, okay, I'm afraid of failing or not being loved. And so I'm not going to start the podcast. Yeah. Well, you immediately fail yourself and then you're not going to love yourself because you didn't start. Yeah. Mm. So it's self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So what do you guide people to do then? (laughs) Well, it's it's identifying the root. So if we go, so did you do, I'm curious, did you do the task this morning? Yeah. After pre-faint or (laughs) post-faint? Post, post, but shorter. I did it for like two hours and then then I realized enough is enough. Like the world won't go up under without me I'm gonna go to the ocean take a swim I love that yeah where are you guys right now we're in Portugal so yeah that sounds so nice yeah it's really nice I love it. so do you guys I know this is random are you guys full-time there yeah yeah that's dope I love that <laughs> um so yeah that's so interesting so for you is if you were just to answer like why don't you want to do the task like so you woke up with Last night when I'm curious, last night when you went to bed, did you know that all these you had all these tasks to do? Yes. And I also felt pretty full of cortisol in a way. Like I recognized that feeling when I went to bed. I was too high. Uh, not high, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. too <laughs> it's hard to land and get down into the right relaxed mode. So mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of crashed, landed into bed. Um and it's been such a long time since I've been in that states so and then yeah so why are you afraid of burnout like what does that symbolize to you 
the first thing that popped up was actually missing out. It's like missing out on life. <laughs> Meaning because you're going to work too much, you're going to miss out on life or? Yeah, it's like because I feel the other times when it happened, it's been like, okay, you have to, uh, you can't participate for four weeks, for example, or you have to be really re relaxed for two months. Hmm. What do you mean? Talk to me more about that. Be, be relaxed for what certain time? <laughs> yeah, it sounds horrible. No, but huh? more take a break. Like you, that I can't do all the things I want to do because you burned out your body and now it has to, you have, like I have to spend time to mm. restore it again. And to me, it's been kind of isolating experience and probably also scary because you don't really know what's going on. And it just felt like shit. Yeah. Okay. So what, what happened? Like I imagine, so that was in your corporate job and you had to take weeks or months off just to yeah. recover. Yes. How long ago is that? Um, it's probably like four years ago or three years ago. No, 2017, 2017. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> it's been a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and then so, the mini detours there and then, then and there. The mini detours? Like mini so it's like, pronounce. yeah. So when you feel, so last night when you're going to bed, for some reason, I feel like last night is important. So where do you feel it in your body? I feel it actually in my legs. They get really weak and sort of... Interesting. And... In my chest, uh, I feel my heart racing a little bit faster. Mm. Um, and my brain is like on high activity. It won't really shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, this is so fascinating. Um, so with your heart specifically, if like tapping into that and feeling into it, what do you feel like? you're afraid of burnout and you don't want to, you don't want to take time off. Yeah. Essentially you don't want to have to be, have forced time off. Yeah. Why? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> yeah. Why? So what does it, so I'll ask it a different way. Yeah. So if you're not working, like what is your relationship with relaxation or laziness or achievement? <laughs> yeah, definitely um, work more than I relax, even though I've become very good at taking time off. Well, that's not true. I've become good at relaxing <laughs> <laughs> last year's. Um, but definitely, yeah, high value on like productivity and feeling like I get things done. Mm -hmm. mm. How far apart are you guys in the family? We're two years, two years apart. Two years. Um, I imagine like, did you guys grow up? And of course you have your individual experiences, but in your family, was there like a, maybe not, it could be a pressure or just kind of an expectation to achieve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. 
So, and then were you seen f- for your achievements? Yes. Yeah. We were rewarded for good grade, oh. for good jobs. I mean, sport. Yeah, even, like, yeah totally relate. Faster, yeah, all that jazz. <laughs> mm-hmm. And were you, do you, not saying that you weren't, but do you remember seeing just for who you are? No, no. <laughs> cool. So that's definitely part of it. Um, so if you have to take time off, that essentially is, is triggering that. And I'm curious, like with your childhood, is there anything where like you took time off or you were injured or you didn't do something well? Mm. Hmm. Maybe you didn't do something to the, the highest standard. Yeah. There were things that I didn't do well. Yeah, totally. How was that received? Um, I think it was received fine, but my own, even when as a kid, like my own self-talk and my own expectation to myself was pretty bad. Like what was it? What would you say? Um, just be really disappointed in myself. For example, with like swimming, we both used to do swimming and she would, she did really well and I was not as good. And that's, uh, I remember just like almost giving up before I started and all of these mm. patterns. Yeah. So do you see that trend? Yeah. So giving up, so giving up before you even start. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. I feel like I did that before, but now I've become a lot better at, um, what's it called? Completing things. Cause I used mm-hmm. to have, uh, yeah, exact that commitment issue. Um, but meaning like, so why, like, so for you, you didn't even want to, I imagine you started the the race or whatever, Yeah. but it was like, you already felt like you lost or weren't good enough before you began. Right. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. so what I'm saying, so like that similarity with other things too. Mm. Um, and we can go right deeper and deeper and deeper, but just to even just have that more awareness now of like not starting things. It's mm-hmm. crazy what your body is doing. And and you could, you know, journal and just reflect on this more, but going into a sympathetic state, and you know that, right? It's like your body is going to bed stressed yeah. because it's of all these different things that could be tied of, well, I don't even want to start because then if essentially, uh, I'm just going to cut to the chase, right? It's like perfectionism and it's the fear of not being good enough. Yeah. And so you don't want to start because... It's well, I already know I'm not good enough, so why would I even do it? Nah. Or then and then if I burn out, then that proves I'm not. And so you're essentially re- reaching for an impossible standard, which I totally relate to. And I'm still like uncovering and letting go of this more and more and more. Yeah. Does that resonate? A hundred percent. I I did not think that that's where it would end up, but that really, really resonates. Yeah. So usually, you know, we can ask more questions, more questions. Like, so, because I think questions are the best answers because you realize it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, 
so yeah, ultimately it's, okay, well, if you don't finish the task today, are you truly not good enough? Mm. Oh, I'm still good enough. <laughs> but, so, but does your body, like, I'm interested, does your, do you feel like you are not if you don't? Um, you kind of already went through it, right? It's like people are going to survive if you don't do every task today. Yeah. No, I truly feel a bit. Yeah, because I do feel stressed and stressed is like, you're not good enough if I don't do it. Or I yeah. should have, I should have had those uh, capabil- capability to do it. That's kind of how it feels. Today's episode is sponsored by the Radical Broccoli Shop. Oh, yes. That's kind of nice. That is really, that feels very empowering to be your own sponsor. And quite aligned. Mm-hmm. So we have to tell you about our new brand in our shop called Cosmic Dealer. Annette, you discovered them on Instagram. As you know, or you might not know, but Annette is always the person in our team who finds all the new brands. I thought you were going to say I'm always the one on Instagram. No, <laughs> but no, that no, no, is no, not no. true. <laughs> no, Annette is the projector. So she's like our oracle, which also means that she's in the forefront of finding everything that's new, trendy, what's going on in the wellness world, which cafes are opening next week, <laughs> where's the hottest place to live right now, which are the coolest brands, etc. Wow, that's kind. It's true. <laughs> been your gift for years so I'm so lucky to have her on my team and this time she found Cosmic Dealer which is a brand created by five French women and they are just so cool. Yeah I agree and what I love about this brand and also brands that I feel like we both really vibe with is when you see their whole universe they create a whole universe basically it's from the emails they send nothing is like marketing or or random random or forced Mm. it all is just such an alignment with who they are and what they want to give out to the world and you can see their personalities shining through yeah because these I would say that these girls come off as a bit like they're sexy sassy (laughs) sassy French yeah I love it yeah sharp And we both immediately felt the connection and share their wellness values, I would say. Yes. So they have an approach to wellness, which is very refreshing. They're like on this discovery together with their customers. And that's why we decided to basically buy everything that they offer and sell it in the Radical Broccoli shop. Mm -hmm. So we have t-shirts, which are CBD infused, made of organic and recycled cotton. We have chocolate. We have the most divine incense, which I'm so addicted to. You have a tongue scraper, life-changing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And soon in September, hopefully, maybe October, we'll have teas, Mm. which I'm excited for. Yeah. So So we have a daytime incense and a nighttime incense. mm -hmm. And they are pure, clean, made by yogis in the Himalaya. Yeah, it's amazing. And for all our podcast listeners, you get 10% off our Cosmic Dealer products with the code COSMIC10. That is COSMIC10, C-O-S-M-I-C-1-0. Yes. So what's your favorite product so far? I love the t-shirt. Yeah. I wear it probably like one of them every day. Tell us how they look. 
The one is uh, with the the back. It says loose on getting loose on green juice. Yeah. Another one says um, sleeping later, pretending to be a meditator. Yeah. And the last one says not vague, just vata. That's you. So they are. <laughs> <laughs> if you know Ayurveda, it's an ancient. What do you call it? Like tradition, basically. Like, ancient medicinal tradition, mm-hmm. sort of, which is like three different body types. Yeah. So it's pitta, vata, and kapha. And you can take lots of tests on the internet to find out who you are. Yeah. But actually, a lot of us have all three elements in us. Mm. It's just more about, or everyone has, but it's more about which one is more active. Yeah. For example, I'm fire. Yeah. Surprise. Um, I think I would be air and earth. Yeah, I don't remember right now, but I have linked the test on the site on the Radical Broccoli shop. In each product, you will easily find the link to the test to see which Ayurvedic type you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm a sucker for tests, so I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, But also, you don't need to know your type or anything about Ayurveda to love these products because, I but- mean... Basically, it's just more about how can we feel better, how can we take better care of ourselves, and how can we just shine that out into the world and yeah. our authentic selves. Yeah. And we've shipped these t-shirts out. I mean, they're so popular already um, across the world. <laughs> it's super fun. And it's like a wellness revolution. Yes. So again, with the code COSMIC10, you will get 10% off. Yes. And we love you. Thank you. Let's get back to the episode. That's another interesting thing too. Mm. But yeah, people don't realize that fear is a form of stress. Stress is a form of fear. Mm -hmm. Mm. How's that? So just like what she's experiencing, right? So because stress is like disease. It's your body telling you that something's not right. Mm. Yeah. And so... Like if you're stressed at work, what is it usually about? Or like, what are you guys stressed about? Not finishing stuff in time. Things not being good enough. (laughs) Cool. So even the not thing on time, like what does that signify? That it's not in... What does it signify? If you don't get it done on time, what happens? (laughs) Then you're not good enough. Nothing yeah, happens right. though because we are like our own bosses. So there's no, no one. Yeah, exactly. And so, but that's what I mean, right? It's a fear of not getting things done on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and then you go one layer deeper. It's like, well, if I don't get it done on time, that means I'm not good enough. If I don't get it done on time, I don't get enough listens or I'm not going to get enough sales or I'm not going to get enough people. I'm not going to impact the world. And that means I suck and I'm unlovable and all the fun things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so stress is fear. It's just cloaked in a fun way. Yeah. Wow. Feels like almost all fears come from the lack of worthiness or lack of love, lack of feeling love. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it's a mix of, I love how you said that. So more so the feminine energy for sure is a lack of worthiness. Mm. And especially... Which is love. Yeah. I don't know if it's our generation or how the world is right now, but... (laughs) People we speak to also, this lack of worthiness is holding us back so much. Almost everyone. Yeah. But who? And it doesn't matter how successful you are either. That's almost everyone. Wow. Have you met anyone who just feels worthy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such a good question. I'm not sure. 
So, wow, right? That's that's really revealing. And that's really revealing because it's like, but because everyone feels that way, that means everyone is worthy. Mm. Exactly. And that's one thing I've learned is through my podcast and interviews and even working with successful people is, oh, even this highly successful author feels still not worthy. They still have fear. And so for me, it's been extremely liberating of just like, whoa, like everyone is the same, but different, Mm -hmm. but we're all pretty much the same of, because we're all human. Yeah. And so it's beautiful, right? It's like, um, so I don't know if I've met anyone that immediately feels worthy, Mm -hmm. but then they do actually know, like last night, you know, all these people, like I knew like in their body and in their energy and in their mind, but it was everything like they knew it was in their presence. Like they know that they're worthy. Mm. And I feel just reaching that point of vulnerability and, and uncovering the shame that's sometimes on top of fear. That mm. also makes you feel more of a human and more worthy and more just like things will be okay. Because when we try to hide all this and just strive to be perfect, <laughs> that's when I feel even less worthy, I, I reckon, with myself. Oh, yeah, because it's impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't be perfect. So you're always never... So I'm working on something with perfectionism, actually, but perfection perfectionism is a fear of never being good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which means you will never be good enough because you can't reach it. Mm. So that means you're always feeling unworthy. Yeah. Wow. So how do you help people to start transforming this and using the fear into something that can, you know, guide us like you're like you're doing? Mm-hmm. So I would say like, so for you is I already asked you the question, like, like, is it true? Mm. And you already know like, well, no, if I don't finish this task or if I don't finish these things on time is like, it's, that's just step one is being aware of what we're afraid of and what's triggering us because most people aren't aware because we, we mentioned earlier and you, you said it's just like this convoluted cloud of like electric energy. That's just kind of all over the place. Yeah. So if you can just pinpoint of, I'm really afraid, like, I am stressed because I'm worried about getting things done on time. If I don't get things done on time, if someone has a boss, a job, I get in trouble. Mm. If I get in trouble, that makes me a less good employee. If I'm a less successful employee, I don't get promoted or I don't get seen, I don't get a raise, then I make less money, I might get fired. And oh my God, that also means I'm a failure. And then I might not be able to provide for my family. There's so many layers that people don't know. Mm. And so for you just to simply, and you could go deep if you want, um, but also it's like, you don't have to go deep for everything. Mm. I think also our generation in the Instagram era is like, you got to go deep for everything. And it's like, (laughs) I'm a big fan of that, but I've definitely learned of like, um, you don't have to, like break down everything to the deepest thing and go into the shadows. Like <laughs> you, you can just release it. Mm. Oh, um, I'd like to hear that yeah. because we both go deep a lot and then we have to tell ourselves that we don't have to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
right? And it's beautiful. Like, um, like with my partner, Belle, that's one thing I've even worked on is like even asking the question, like, is this something that we can just release? Like, is this something that we really need to talk about? Or can we just, because focusing on the past will keep you there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought of this sentence yesterday is the past is um, fear's greatest weapon. Mm. So yes. it's like, if I just keep talking about the past, keep like, it's necessary. Yes. So yeah. when I said everything is nuanced and true at some point of your path, mm. it is at one point it is necessary just to dive deep and dig that shit up. Mm. At another point, it's like, okay, I've done enough. I'm going to leave that there mm. because that no longer is present. And mm. I'm choosing to create something now and for a free for a future. Mm. So we can actually just decide to release something and then we will release it. Yeah, well, that's one thing I've been practicing actually is um, like consciously, like even saying out loud and like when I'm in the shower, like I envision like washing things off and it's like, okay, or even like in the ocean is a great space to do it. Yeah. It's like I'm releasing and like anything that I built up today or that I'm angry or upset or annoyed about, I'm just letting it go and I'm not taking it forward. Mm. Oh, that feels that. so relieving. Yeah. Actually, it is relieving. Yeah. yeah, it is. I did actually the same right before I went to the ocean. I just, <laughs> it sounds weird, but I basically spoke to like, spoke to the ocean and just asked it to mm. clear me and cleanse me of anything or any energy I picked up and was there present right there and then and there. And I feel like it does actually help when you set this strong intention to do it. Yeah. And then you're, yeah, you're it's doing it anyway. It. But if you, if you set that intention, it's doing it even more because you're actually more conscious of it. Mm -hmm. And then going back to the, like, well, how do you, you know, move through it is again, like once you become of like, oh, I'm stressed about getting something done on time because that, you know, really means like I'm afraid of losing my job, which is a rightful fear. And then then that also means I'm a failure and I lose my family. That sounds extreme, but that's a possible thing underneath all the noise. Yeah. And so if you just realize like, okay, that's what it's signaling all the way deep down Mm -hmm. in this deep emotion that I've stored away and that my subconscious is suppressing. And so just asking yourself, which we've done, like just step one is always just like, is this true? Like a hundred percent actual... Like, is this scientifically proven that mm. I don't like go to the worst case scenario if I don't get it done on time and my boss does get mad and then I do lose my job, right? Does that mean that I truly like a hundred percent am a failure forever because mm. your brain thinks in absolutes. It's, yeah. it's very binary, <laughs> meaning it's it because it can't see the nuance of the situation of all it sees is a threat. So the primal brain, right, is like, it's just, it's zeros and ones. It's very just simple. And so you have to, we complicate things, but it's just like, okay, is this 100% factual that if I lose my job or if I don't get this done done on time, I'll lose my job and I'm a failure and I'm not good enough and I'll lose my family? No. And that could be more extreme. It could be less extreme. But in either case scenario, that's just a great place to start of, oh, okay, like, no, this isn't true. And that kind of frees it up. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it actually, usually what happens is that it allows you to get things done on time mm-hmm. because you're no longer stressed about it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the so- stress is what keeps you, again, right? Fear does the exact thing you're not to do. Mm-hmm. Stress only creates more stress. It just is like a cycle. Yeah. This is so good. 
for our listeners, many of them are wanting to change their career path, for example, to create their own business. And this is what our course is all about also. Cool. And so now we're going to encourage them to ask, to ask themselves these questions. I can tell you you're thinking and feeling. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but um, uh, it's such a... <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm just... <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Me? Just here. Both of you. Because <laughs> you're thinking and feeling. So I, like, I just laugh when it's like... I laugh at almost everything because I just think it's like, it's so funny. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um... But it's good advice for people to kind of coach themselves, I guess. Yeah. And everyone can is like one of the best compliments I received is this dude um, in New Zealand. And his testimonial was that, yes, Ben is magic, but he's no more magic, magical than you. And that, <laughs> and, and that was his realization. And that's honestly the best compliment that I could receive. Yeah. Because like it's absolutely true. It's like, Yes, I might be needed at some point in life for some people. Mm. I don't even want to say needed because that's not true. But it's like I could be a guide and a service to someone, right? Mm. And, but yeah, you don't need it. It's like you can do it yourself. And it doesn't mean by the same time, even like with tasks, like even like that's one thing me and my girlfriend actually talked about yesterday is like one thing she's learned from me is hiring people to do things. Mm, yeah. Like she's like, well, why would you do it if you just, if you can do it yourself, you know, and save money? It's like, no, like I would, like, I don't want to do anything that doesn't like truly like isn't fun and like exciting. And like, that doesn't mean I don't do things that, you know, I know like delayed gratification, but I'm doing it because I know like it's for a purpose. Yeah. Right. But for anything I can, why not pay someone who is enjoying it and mm -hmm. loves it and is going to receive much more value from it than me griping about, you know, cleaning my apartment. I'd rather pay someone a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. And freeing up your own capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But just want to ask one thing again about the part you said in the beginning about fear and our purpose which might be behind. I'm just envisioning like mm. people, let's say someone watches a lot of YouTubers, um, but also is like judging those people for having such a fun and easy life. And mm. um, it's too easy and blah, blah. Um, and then they have this massive fear. Does that mean that behind there, it might be their thing that they actually want to do, but their fear is uncovering it all? Like covering it all, pushing Meaning, it Meaning, so what is their fear? Fear coming out in judgment, for example. Mm, or, okay. And maybe the fear that they will never be successful in doing that. They could okay. never do that. So they judge people and say that it's too easy for them because... So they do want to do it. It sounds like this person has an interest in... YouTube that was a, my example that I just made up right now, but I don't know if it makes okay. sense. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So they, they don't even allow themselves to dream of doing that. Yeah. So instead they create a judgment. Yeah. So the jealousy, envy part. Mm. I'm just curious if that, if we see someone and we're really jealous of them, 
is that mm. a fear that is covering our purpose, which might be to do something that they are doing? I think potentially. I've never thought about it. I've never thought about that. But I think, I mean, that's possible, right? Because, I mean, I've definitely judged people. And mm. one thing I've, so I'll give personal, my personal example is um, I've judged from outside powerful men. Mm. And really what that means is because, so one, I grew up with women and, you know, single mom. So like, I'm very comfortable with like the feminine energy in women. And so that's part of it. But also it's like, I had this scarcity feeling, which is fear, right? Of not being enough. Mm. That if a man is truly powerful and loving and caring, then that means I'm not as special as I think I am. Mm. So meaning, so this can be related to the same scenario, right? Is that, yes, I know I'm different than a lot of men, but that doesn't mean that like, I'm literally looking for things to try and protect me, right? So I prove that belief correct. Yeah. So even if it's not true, I'm looking for ways for in other amazing, powerful men so I can protect my ego of being special and different. (laughs) And so one thing I've been able to do is like, no, I don't want that to be true. One, there is more than enough. And it's like, that's that's the opposite of what I want. I want there to be more incredible men. Mm. Like I don't want to be the only one. Mm. So once I realized that, and even talking about it now is helping, of really consciously seeking those conscious loving men out, and putting myself around them, that doesn't mean they're perfect. That doesn't mean like I'm definitely not perfect. Um, but yeah, what that does reveal, right, is that something is beneath that that may or may not relate to my purpose, but there is something being revealed. Mm. Wow. That's quite a huge um, discovery to do. It is. <laughs> and I find it fascinating how we look for evidence everywhere of our belief being the true one. Yes. Like it's almost like sometimes I feel like the brain is a little bit addicted to that drama part. Oh, it is, absolutely. To always finding that high of being disappointed in a way. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Like I love I nerd out on this stuff, but it's absolutely yeah. true. We do too. <laughs> it's like I call it a fear of feeling good, mm-hmm. but it's like you're you're used to because it's a lot of us have grown up, even if it's in a loving household, there's always like this hum of fear, like, well, you're still not good enough and don't mess up because love is conditional. Yeah. Mm. And so to be taken away, if you don't do, if you don't do a good job at swimming, we're going to, you're not loved anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if it's that type of thing, or it's like you are a seemingly privileged individual with everything you could need, it's like, there's still like that, conditional love and fear of it being taken away and fear of being hurt and like being really fear of being yourself Mm. is really what it is. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, we constantly, because the brain is a problem detecting machine, Mm -hmm. right? It's looking for problems because that's what it's supposed to do because problems have a higher priority Mm. to protect your survival as an organism to like opportunities, because, right, so if you look at opportunities versus problems, problems have a higher urgency on protect Ben. Yeah. And so it's like, when you realize that's what it's doing, is like your mind is looking for problems 
to feel good about solving them is like, it's so interesting. And so, yeah, you have to practice of like knowing like, oh, this isn't a real problem. This isn't a real threat. And like, I came here to thrive. That doesn't mean my life is like completely problemless or without effort, or I'm going to have to do some tasks I don't want to do. But it's right of like, no, I can truly like, even in moments of suffering, I can be like in the present, which makes it less, I suffer less. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. If I'm with that. Mm. Yeah. We can detach ourselves from the thoughts and not become them and just like see yeah. them, observe them instead. Well, mm. what is, what is it? It's like, I forgot. It's, oh, I, I forgot who said this, but it's like trying to stop the brain from thinking is like trying to stop the heart from beating. Mm. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> you can't. That's what it's designed to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to think like your heart beats, your body's going to feel. Mm. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So how important is it to cultivate trust in all of this when you start? I feel like that has to be some major aspect in going through fear. At some point you have to have trust. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's, you could say safety, trust, you know, those are similar yeah. of, and really like identify, yeah, they're, they're both. I mean, safety, because it's as humans, like we want safety, right? It's like, we want routine. I mean, you guys are living in a beautiful place. Like you have everything you want and more. So of course there's so much safety in that. Mm -hmm. And like humans need that. And so, which is needed to expand, right? So you can stretch and like push your edges and become more of who you already are. Mm. so it's trusting though again back to even like the purpose thing right mm -hmm. of this is guiding me to what I'm supposed to learn to become who I already am which is also going to guide others to the same realization mm. so going back to the trust and safety is what you just said about looking for the evidence of what we already believe one of my favorite practices to do with clients is we switch it. Yeah. So you you look for the evidence of, um, you know, these new quote unquote new beliefs that we've created, which are really the true ones. Yeah. So you look for the evidence that those are already true. Mm, so yeah. essentially, someone could just ask, like, "Well, what do I want to believe?" Yeah. Mm. Right, and then it's like that's actually already true. Yeah. Right. Of like I'm already successful. Mm. Right, because that feeling was mentioned earlier. Yeah. And so you just like, you could even just journal, like, why am I already successful? Yeah. That's and, so good. Yeah. And so it's because you're going to find it. So you're going to find the evidence no matter what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Even within ourselves, it, mm -hmm. when we feel doubtful and hopeless and off, we can find evidence of success. That's true. So it's like a gratitude practice, kind of almost. Yeah, it's gratitude. And another crazy level beyond that is like, they're all stories. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so to me, it's like, well, what story do I, what story is more helpful and fun? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is, even gratitude, I've actually never thought of this before. Even gratitude's a story. Mm, yeah. Right. As much as like un ungratefulness is, that means yeah. gratefulness is. Yeah. But just... to me, it's like, it's still helpful. Yeah. And, to me, I know love is the truth and love is the universal source. Mm. So it's, that is the truth 
fear is the lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel th- like it helps so much to know that it's the protection mechanism. Mm-hmm. And also I've, I've noticed with myself and my stories that have been on repeat, mm. at one point it just gets boring. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now I'm actually, it's, I've had enough. Now I want to try a different story. Now I just need to try and see what happens when I put on a different kind of attitude towards this. Mm. Cause you're mm-hmm. just like, it's enough. Um, oh, we had so many things we wanted to talk about. I mean, we want to can ask. About- <laughs> ask all the questions that are on your heart relationships but i was just feeling money coming up mm. and that's a big one for people the fear of money is so big and what is it that we're ultimately afraid of under that or is it individual for everyone it is but what do you think it is you like me asking you guys questions on your own podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's like therapist-ish. <laughs> what do I think it is? So like, what happens if you don't have enough? I can't have the life that I want. Cool. So, so it is individual, right? Because someone like at some point money is survival. Yeah. Right. Like some people out there are just straight up needing enough, like, I mean, it's similar-ish, but for like the conversation we are having, and I imagine most of your listeners are probably having, is similar to what you're saying because you're attracting them and they're attracted to you. Mm. So you you can't have the life that you want, yeah. which is what? Which is abundant, which is lots of fun experiences, travel, beautiful home, family, friends, fun. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Do you already have that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, right. Is the interesting thing is, again, this goes back to the evidence piece. We'll keep going down just so people can listening can, you know, find their own answers. Yeah. But I can, I already know by being in your guys' presence that you have a beautiful life. Mm. Right. And so it's like the fear of money, right. Is really the fear of like, um, in your case, right? Not having the life that you want when it's, well, I already have the life that I want. Yeah. It's a bit twisted. (laughs) But I remember my fear of money was much stronger a few years ago. Mm. I've worked through it a lot. Um, But at that point, it was kind of holding me back from resigning Mm -hmm. my safe quote unquote job. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it? What was it that made you stay like and afraid of jumping safety so false, like if you false feeling of safety because i didn't feel safe because i didn't enjoy what i was doing <laughs> yeah and you like again even being stressed right is like really everyone's afraid of losing their job at, or not have enough money to provide right mm. so it's exactly what you said the fear of money is the feeling of safety mm. that's all it is it's not money cuz money is whatever we decide it is yeah mm especially now, right? It's like you look at Venmo, you just, or even your bank account is like, they're just numbers on a screen. It's not like, you can't go into an actual bank nowadays and say, show me my physical money that is in my vault. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) Right? Like it's, it's all an idea. Yeah. And so once you realize that, and there's many courses and people who talk about like the energy of money, but it's, that's all it is. Is it's just a literal like idea. Mm. 
And so you can make up your own ideas of what you believe. There are certain like, you know, laws to energy and to finance and certain things like that. But it's like, it really is an idea and a belief just like, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. And so it's for a lot of people, it's like the feeling of safety. And how can we change that fear? So, so for me, the practice that I have continually done because I've been, how long have you been away from your jobs? Four years. Yeah. Something like that. That's wild. So four years, did you guys save money or anything or you guys left? We left. We had but savings. We had savings. It's very common in Norway. <laughs> to have savings? Where we come from. Yeah. Every, I think we grow up learning that we need savings. Okay, cool. So I left mine two years ago. And so for me is realizing like, oh my God, like I've made it like two years and I have everything I've needed and more. Yeah. I've been able to invest in myself. I've been able to do trips. I eat whatever I want, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm not spending frivolously from a place of fear. Like, um, like, and even debt has a misconception too, because it's like, I still have, so for me, as I made a big investment that allowed me to quit my job and it's like, I still have some of that debt. Yeah. And a lot of people have this misconception of debt means like, I'm a bad person mm-hmm. and I suck with money. Yeah. Yeah. But if you realize banks leverage 10 times the amount of money that they have in their system. Mm. So they are loaning 10 times the amount that they actually have. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if you look at the, even the most wealthy people, and this is like the billionaires, how they shield their assets is through debt because that minimizes their income. So they pay less taxes. Mm. So it's not that debt is bad. You could go into like the quote unquote system that's telling you is bad and it keeps you in this loop, like debt loop, right? But it's not like debt isn't inherently bad. It's what is your relationship with it and how are you using it? The same thing yeah. with money. And so for me is I love going into like this practice of safety. Like my needs have always been taken care of. Even if I thought that they weren't, yeah. they have. Even if someone like for me, I grew up, moving a lot of houses because my mom was changing jobs a lot. So there was a feeling of unsafety, right? Like, um, and so I, do, I did like save money and money's always found its way to me um, because I believe it, it will and it does. Mm-hmm. Like, I just know it's there because I know it's not, it's infinite. Like, and I used to think that like, well, I could make money doing anything mm. and you could, right? It's like, it's not hard to go get a job and like make money. Mm. There's actually right now in this current time in America, there's because of the pandemic, there's a million more people unemployed than there are available jobs, but people aren't taking the jobs because they're getting paid more in unemployment, which is so interesting. Right. That's even a reflection of like, what what we won't get into that. But, um, Like, and so to me, it's just the practice of like, no, I'm all, I've always been taken care of, even if I really didn't think I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And how can I cultivate safety right now? And right now it's just in this present moment. So like while we're speaking or while someone is listening, everything is taken care of. Mm, Yeah. And that's all that matters, right? Just keep coming back to this moment of I am full, right? I have enough food. I am in this home, I'm driving in my car, I'm working out in a gym, I am safe. Yeah. Mm. 
And so just, just keep coming back to that. Um, and then the next level, right, would be like, I'm also safe to thrive and to have like abundance. And but as a starting point is to like, no, I'm safe. Like I truly have enough and I have always had enough. Mm. And then the next step would be like, okay, now I'm not just going to survive anymore. Like I want to thrive. I love that. Yeah. I think that's going to be so valuable. I'm just was reflecting back that for me, quitting my job and jumping into that unknown fear, especially around money now has been the greatest gift ever because Mm -hmm. I just remember before I felt more lack um, because I felt that I I was spending money on things I didn't want. And it was when you had your job or when I had my job, that Uh. was when, because it was so out of alignment and I even felt like I needed this bag or this per, like it didn't feel like me the way I was spending money. So I felt Mm. less abundant then, even though maybe I was making more money than I've been some of the years we've been working now. And now, isn't that interesting? Yeah, now like into that unknown space, I felt just so much more abundant, and it's you really are supported. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I find. It's true. And so, we also asked each other the question again, taking it back to what we would do if we had no fears. We asked mm-hmm. each other, "What would we do if we ran out of money?" Just to yeah. make the scenario actually alive in the brain and see what we're afraid of and I mean we would always figure out something yeah create something or do you have any siblings we have four what you call it step siblings but it's us two blood yeah it's honestly I know you guys have probably been told this a lot but it's so cool that you like are able to do what you're able to do with each other yeah yeah like as a team like seriously like it's just so you know it's like rare not every family is able to get along, you know? And of course, I know you you guys are definitely perfect and never fight or anything. But <laughs> we never fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, I don't know. Sure, sure. But even, did you guys, have you ever, I'm curious, and this question comes because I actually had a dream two nights ago I want to tell you about because it relates to this. Yeah. But have you ever, like, were you afraid of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go get a job? Or did you guys ever consider about going, getting a job again? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, in, not. I never actually considered the possibility of. I didn't go out and look, but in my mind, it was a safety feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So you kept yeah. that feel that option open in case. A few years ago, I remember I did, mm. and the past two years, I haven't. Yeah. No, I actually it was interesting. Six months after. I quit and then we started Radical Broccoli, but we didn't make any money like in the beginning because we had no clue mm-hmm. what we were doing. <laughs> but then I got back to Oslo, Norway, where we were from. And I actually got a job offer from the job I always had been dreaming of. Mm. And it was so weird. Why would it come now? They knew like my CV wasn't perfect mm-hmm. and everything. It didn't make no sense. But then it it became just clearer than ever Then no, I would never go back. Well, isn't that interesting? I mean, you could even think like, why do you think it showed up then? Mm. <laughs> so detached, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's right. It's that trust and that freedom mm-hmm. of now you're not attached. It's the same thing of like, even some money, I kind of even view it with like relationships, right? Of like, like when you date someone needy, do you want to be around them? Mm-mm. No. No. It's like, yo, dude, like go away. Yeah. Same thing with, mo- same thing with 
with money. If I feel like I need this, then it does like it, it's that scarcity feeling, and it doesn't want to be around you. Mm. So it's that same thing with money. And I love how you guys ask that question, um, like what we do if we fail, because mm. a lot of people don't even go there, and that shows a lot of maturity and like foresight. So I, mm. I respect like um, it's cool. Yeah, just a lot of similarities. Like uh, a mentor at the time that I talked to, she said, "What would you do if you couldn't fail?" And that's what allowed me to quit my job. Yeah. Because it's the same type of thing, right? Because mine was like a fear of it not working and fear of not having money. Yeah. But the question is like, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I was like, this, I immediately knew. And once yeah. I got that answer, once I get that answer, it's in my DNA. Like mm. I can't go against it. No. Like once I know I have to do it. And so I was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. And I, inter- I actually, I had this dream the other night and I don't usually remember my dreams is always back in an office. Have you ever had, have you guys ever had dream about being back at work? Maybe. Do you guys have dreams? Yeah, yeah. vivid. <laughs> so I had this dream, I was back in the office and I was like, what am I, like, I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. You know how dreams are weird because it's like, I have present mind, but it's still past mind. And it's yeah. like, I'm in, I'm in the place, I'm in the, mind frame I was in work. Mm. So I'm like, why am I here? Like, I'm not supposed to be here. And like everyone around me knew I wasn't supposed to be there. And it was like, the feeling was that I had been gone for a long time. And, but then my, I already gave my, you know, everyone knew I was quitting. And like my last day was on Friday. Mm. And then my boss that I had at one point came and whispered in my ear and he was like, Ben, I already hired someone for your position. So even if you wanted to stay, you couldn't. Wow. <laughs> and so I've had a few dreams like this in the past and I think they were about money. Yeah. Uh, but this one was more about like just traditional thinking or because I know I'm being guided to blaze a trail that hasn't quite happened. Yeah. And so I don't, like I don't mean this in like a... So most people I look to or they haven't done what I'm doing. And so I know that's the case for a lot of people. So when you look to someone, you're not going to really have someone, right? So it's like, it can feel kind of disconnecting when you, it's like, and so this dream was like a reassurance of like, Ben, even if you wanted to go back, you couldn't. (laughs) Like you're, you like, it was a feeling of like everyone here, and I kind of felt like the office was like my team of angels and guides. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you, you're not supposed to be here. Wow. And it, and it wasn't even just the office anymore. Yeah. It was the just the whole paradigm of like traditional thinking or the way of doing business or the way of speaking to people. And so it was just like, yeah, you're not supposed to be here. Mm. like this isn't who you are like this yeah this prepared you and it happened perfectly for you to get some skills so you can go do your thing yeah but it was like yeah and it was like I still there's like a sense of fear of leaving it mm. but um it was it was cool because I reflected on it. I'm like oh like it's yeah it's telling me like yeah this isn't like one you were taken care of and I know that for sure and it's like yeah this isn't for you so sorry <laughs> Wow. And I know that's the case for a lot of people. It is. Because there's like, let's be honest. I mean, 
different people listen. Mm. Like I can already tell like with this energy that we're having mm. is that like quote unquote normal people, right? The average person in the world isn't listening to this. So <laughs> probably not. right, is that you are probably, it's likely that you can relate to that. Oh, yeah. So much. It almost feels sometimes in the point of this journey, you leave sort of that world you knew and then you enter a new one. And then you go back to trying to figure out how to merge the two and have a really yeah. fun doing it. <laughs> That is yeah, that is so interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, where how can people work with you? I know that so many people are curious and they have these fears, and all they want to do is basically understand them and dive into them and transform. Yeah. So I mean, you can go to my website. So I have a bunch of different things that you can feel into about like what, what is right for you, which is feeling-free.com. Instagram is the fear guy and you can go feel into it, right? Um, I have like in-person retreats. So if you're in the US or you can travel to the US as of now, I definitely want to do international ones. Yeah, in, come to Portugal. In the future. That yeah. actually dope. I think I've actually looked like a year ago. I think I looked looked at Portugal because someone sent me retreat centers there. Yeah, there's but, um, lots of good retreat centers here. So yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and then, yeah, so it's like I work one-on-one with people in mentor- mentorship settings. I do, I just started group um, breakthrough sessions. I do personal, so like the difference with like a breakthrough session is like if someone just feels like they, they're not like necessarily overwhelmed by fear. Mentorship is kind of like you really want to reshape your entire relationship with fear. Yeah. Um, the breakthrough session is just more like, oh, like I have this one specific thing I want guidance on and I feel like I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just did, I'm doing br- group things for that. Um, there's, and for me, what I mentioned earlier is like, I'm just guided to new offerings or services products, courses, whatever the freak they might be Mm. of like whatever I'm supposed to do, provide and learn. And so you can just come and feel into like what's right. And, and like the first, it's always such a beautiful experience because I know when people work with me, it's like, it really is such an honor because they're, it's fear, right? Like what you said at the very beginning is it's everything we are feeling not to do. Yeah, and so whenever someone does it, it's such an honor for me because, and it's it's an immediate activation as soon as you sign up. It's like, it's it's signaling that you are so ready more than you really ever have been with fear mm-hmm. specifically because you're saying, I'm willing to look at everything I've been afraid of or unwilling to look at, yeah. and to do right and ask that question like, what would I do if I couldn't fail or if fear didn't like if I if there wasn't fear. And so it's such a beautiful setting and like it, it happens pretty quickly for most people, um, which is really cool. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, (laughs) you have the feeling and it's like, and there's no, like one thing I've definitely learned over the past year and few months is not pressuring people. I felt like I needed to pressure people at first because that's what sales tells you to do. And that that was like my background. And, uh, but now it's like, um, it's literally part of the process for people to decide, like 
which I love that like my work is literally the work. Mm. Yeah. Right. Is that like saying yes to fear is what you are intentionally working with me for. And so whether you have a fear of money or success or failure, even just saying yes to working with quote unquote me and yourself and the divine is already the work. And I love how meta that is. Mm. Yeah, I can feel that. And I hope, yeah, I feel like people come when they're ready and when they're ready, they get so supported because they finally take a chance on themselves. And it's like, Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And like, there's so many offerings and crap out there nowadays, right? It's like, (laughs) I don't, like, I don't do, I haven't done a lot of things, but when I do things, I do them. Yeah. Yeah. Like all in. And I know, like I just signed up for an, like a, an all men's, like a four day men's river retreat, which like I never would have thought of, but it just flowed into my life because I asked to be surrounded with more men and literally someone asked me to do it. So I was like, okay, (laughs) perfect. Uh, you know, and so it's like those things that you just know, but when you know, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Follow the fear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I feel like this has been a really good um, conversation. And I just felt in my body that I honestly feel much better. I feel mm. that um, panic and that stress just lifted off just by looking at it and. I was finally able to like get into that relaxed mode again. So thank you. You're so welcome. And thank yourself. And when that happens for anyone, you or anyone listening or whatever is like bringing that down to your body is really important and you already feel it in your body, mm-hmm. but it's, it sounds like the ocean is like calling you. So like solidify any breakthrough you have. It's important to not just mentalize it, but like bring embody in it to and something signifying that. So whatever signifies feeling free, not stressed and, you know, less panic and not feeling rushed or the need to get things done because of all these different things, like what signifies like truly being safe in your body and like everything being taken care of. So whatever physical action you can do to like feel that in your body. Oh, that's such a golden tip. Do that today. Okay. Yes. I love Thank that. you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah, we really appreciate it and mm-hmm. appreciate your time your energy yeah yeah, thank you both like I totally mean this um like you've I mean obviously you've got a good thing going but it's because it feels different and it's so genuine and I feel it and see it and you're honoring yourself so like seriously (laughs) not um just like not good job as far as like validation but it's almost like congrats on listening and following and listening yeah just like being yourself (laughs) thank you really appreciate that Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du säkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt regnskap. 